Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a podcast from WOR. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, I can't wait for Ask Dr. Jesse Friday tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. The questions are already so good. Get them emailed in. Remember, get your questions. Ask me anything emailed in now. The whole three hours on Friday is you. It's not about me. It's about you. Oh, who are we kidding? It's absolutely about me. But still, you'll make it fun. Email your questions into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I don't even want to talk about inflation. I don't feel like it. You know why? Here's why. Because I don't like talking about things I don't have a solution for. I don't like just complaining for no reason. In fact, one of the things one of the things I use on my son's all the time. I use this endlessly. I bet you they hate it, and I bet you they'll use it on their sons. I use this. Whenever they come and they they offer some sort of a problem or a complaint or I tell them to go do this or go fix this, I can't find it. I always, whenever they come to me with something, like I can't find it, I always say, don't tell me problems, tell me solutions. All the time. That all, I bet I've said it to them a thousand times. Why are you telling me problems? Tell me solutions. I, d- I don't care. I told you to go put that chair together that just got here. Well, I can't find a screwdriver. Okay, that sounds like a personal problem. Do you think I have one attached to my forehead? Sounds like you should go work on finding one, doesn't it? Ah, and you see them slumped over. And you know you see them slinking in the garage by themselves. And you know the second the door shuts, their dog cussing me in their own way. Ah, dad's such a jerk. And they're totally going to do the same thing to their own sons. So, look, I try to approach... The show the same way for, honestly, because I don't want to stress you out. Things are ugly enough, are they not? Things are stressful enough without having somebody bring up a problem constantly that you can't do anything about. I mean, things are ugly. Don't take it from me. Take it from someone who knows ugly. I've never seen a luck. What, Chris? It's the view. Sorry, we can make a joke. It's fine. When things are ugly... Getting out here for three hours a night and screaming how everything sucks and everything's ugly. What can I do about it, Jesse? Oh, nothing. Best of luck. I, I don't like that. So I don't know what you want me to say about inflation. This is the actual headline from the LA Times, which I find to be hilarious. Inflation slowed to 6.5% in December, easing fears of more aggressive interest rate hikes. Okay, so we're all... 6.5% poorer than we were a year ago. And that's a good thing. We're supposed to find that inspiring. And you don't you love how they hedge everything? Easing fears of more aggressive interest rate hikes. You know what that means? They're going to keep jacking up interest rates. And then the LA Times can come back and say, well, it wasn't that bad. You know, I'm not spending any more time on it. You know what I want to focus on? Let's get to some emails. I mean, it's that, and we focus on the rear admiral. This gives us a really important data point and a really important moment uh, to understand 
what we're going to need uh, moving forward. Uh, but obviously, our more immediate focus is technical, understanding exactly how this happened, uh, why the redundancies and the backups that were built into the system were not able to prevent the level of disruption. Chris just asked me, can he even run? Well, here's the thing. You know, let's, let's be honest about something. Chris, I know you don't have kids yet, but when you do, you've been around small kids, though, haven't you? You've, let's, have you ever been around a one- or a two-year-old, Chris? Okay, you have. All right. All right. Chris asked me if Pete Buttgig can run. Have you ever seen a one- or a two-year-old attempt to either play an instrument or draw something? You've ever seen it? Of course you have. Everyone has. It's the, hey, here's a flute. Just what it sounds like. Or what are you going to draw? A tiger. And it, they draw something that looks like a big ink splotch. Now, let me ask you. Honest question. This is just honest. This, we're live on the, we're live. Have you ever once seen an adult look at that terrible drawing of a tiger and say, that's awful. I have no idea what that is. But it looks nothing like a tiger. I'm borderline concerned that you're deformed. Do your hands even work? What is wrong with you? Honey, can we get this kid a special tutor? You've never seen that, have you? Have you? Now, I will say, to clarify, I said stuff like that to my kids their whole lives. And the wife, in between her laughter, is yelling at me, which only encourages me to do it more. And that's why my kids are tough as nails now. But anyway, you've never seen that. You know why? Because when you have a one- or two-year-old, all you have around them, parents, grandparents, cousins, brothers, sisters, anyone, all you have around them are enablers. Because that's a time in your life when you should be boosted up and loved. And, oh, it is such a pretty tiger. Yes, I do want to eat the leftover mashed potatoes you smeared on your table. Mmm, that's the best thing ever. Of course. This applies... To Rear Admiral Buttgate, Chris asked if he sh if he's going to run. Isn't that what you asked? If he's going to run, if he can run, that's what Chris said. Can he run? Well, Buttgate is the toddler who just drew a bad picture of a tiger. The truth is, Buttgate cannot possibly win a Democrat primary because he's gay. I know this. You know this. Being gay is a huge problem in the black community in this country, and you cannot win a Democrat primary unless you get black voters. They are your guaranteed voters. They show up every single time in the primary, and not only that, they show up and vote for whoever the community leaders tell them to vote for. They are in your pocket. But Gig cannot possibly win a Democrat primary because he cannot possibly win Democrat voter or black voters. He can't. Not in enough quantity. I know there will be a few, but not in enough quantity. The problem for Butt Gig is he's only surrounded by other Democrats. His husband, Chasen, I'm sorry, I, that's, you know what, it's not nice to make fun of people's names. His husband, Chasen, and their new baby, now that they're all off maternity leave, they're his husband, Chasen, Democrat staffers, Democrat media, Democrat entertainers, Democrat athletes, Democrat everything. You tell me, you ask, can he run? I ask you, tell me the person, because believe it or not, Rear Admiral isn't listening to the Jesse Kelly show right now. And even if he is, he's hate listening. That's what a lot of these people do. Surprisingly, Vice President Dome, her people really hate me and they listen to the show and they hate listen. Anyway, 
Name me the person in Rear Admiral Buckgeek's life who can sit him down and say, Pete, <clears throat> look, you were a mayor, and now you're Secretary of Transportation, but Pete, you can't run for president again and expect to win because you're gay, and that's not going to allow you out of a Democratic primary. Is there a single person that surrounds him who will say that? No, they're all enablers of that. They're all enthusiastic supporters of the new U.S. of gay. Not one of them would sit him down and be honest with them. Not one of them would. In fact, we're seeing this more and more now in the black community where it's the problem. They know it's a problem. And black people don't want to get blasted just like no one else wants to get blasted for having an opinion for standing against America's new religion, the U.S. of gay. So they're not admitting it as much either. Oh, why didn't you vote for Pete? Oh, I don't know. I just didn't have an honest face or something like that. I don't, I don't know. No one will tell you the honest reason when that's the honest reason. He can run for president, and he's going to run for president because he doesn't have anybody in his life who can be honest with him. He's the toddler with the bad drawing of a tiger. There's nobody there to tell him, brother, I don't know what you're going to do for a living one day, but I promise it's not art, right? You might as well take all the crayons and all the markers and eat them all. I know you're going to anyway because you're not doing any good trying to draw with them. He doesn't have anybody in his life to say that. Nobody. So the rear admiral is going to run again. And also, remember, this goes back to what we've been talking about when it comes to these idiots on the Republican side, like Pence and Nikki Haley, and those types. They're all going to run because it only helps you to run. It doesn't hurt you to run. You run for president. You build your brand. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter that you're polling at 2%. And one would think Budgig would poll better than that. But nevertheless, he's going to poll super low. And he's still going to be on the same stage as everyone else right there. NBC, national television, debating, looking angry like he always does. Of course he can run. He's going to run. Get to some more emails before we get to reparations. And I'm not quite done on the Joe Biden stuff yet. Plus, a bill. The GOP has a bill that says no more gay pride flags, no more Black Lives Matter flags flying in American embassies around the world. I will tell you why this is actually a terrible thing, and I will tell you why. Actually, I'll deal with that next. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. Mr. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't know why. I cannot get the smile off my face right now. I know everything's burning down around us, but isn't life good? Isn't it? All right, let, let me deal with this real quick first. Republicans passed a bill. It says only the American flag can fly over U.S. embassies. No more pride flags. No more Black Lives Matter flags. So on and so forth. It's actually called the Old Glory Only Act. It's pretty great. This is actually awful, and here's why. Your flag, the flag of your nation, being the only flag that flies at your embassies around the world is something that's a given. When you get to the point as a nation, or more accurately, let's be honest here, as a late-stage republic like we are, 
as soon as you get to the point where you have to pass a bill that says, hey, uh, no more gay pride flags at the embassies, guys. Uh, can, can we take down the Black Lives Matter flags, please? This is the American embassy for all of us. As soon as you get to the point as a nation where that's become such a big deal that a bill like this is necessary, that's actually really, really bad news. It's it's really, really, it would be like me, you know my sky is green theory, don't worry, I'm not going to go into it again right now, but it would be like me getting elected to Congress and trying to get the sky is blue act passed. Well, wait a minute, that I have to pass a law to say something that everybody already knows that should be kind of a given, that's not very good. That's part of living in a late-stage republic. We live in a late-stage republic. We live in a country that has torn itself to shreds. And I, I think we do have to acknowledge that we have real demons in, in office. We do. There's real evil. And this is something I've come around on big time over the last three or four years because as much as I've always been some hardcore right winger, I've always been, you know, right versus left, small government versus big government, and, you know, communism sucks. I've been, I've been all that, but I didn't really classify it as evil. Oh, they're wrong or something like that. There's not a second way to describe whatever this is. I'm the first mother in history to represent West Michigan in Congress. This matter is deeply personal to me. I recently shared publicly about... In case you're wondering the matter, I probably should set this up. This is Hillary Shulton. She's discussing why she and 210 Democrats voted to keep medical uh, aid away from babies who were born alive. They attempted an abortion. The baby's been born alive Republicans simply said, okay, that baby was born alive. It didn't work. You have to render aid now and keep that baby alive. Virtually every single Democrat in the House of Representatives said, no, go chuck it in a cold room and let it die. This person is now going to defend this vote. I'm the first mother in history to represent West Michigan in Congress. This matter is deeply personal to me. I recently shared publicly about my own experience navigating a complex miscarriage and the loss of my daughter as a pro-choice Christian who chose life. Uh, just going to step in here real quickly. Uh, a lot of people have experienced miscarriages. As you know, I don't talk about it a lot. We have in our home. That's a, that's painful. That's not fun at all. And comparing leaving a newborn to die, to freeze to death, essentially, to die of exposure in a cold hospital room, comparing that to a miscarriage, just, wow. This issue is so personal to me. My faith informs my actions, but it doesn't dictate the policy of an entire nation. And further, when I read the scripture... I turn to passages and I'm guided by passages like Jeremiah 1 verses 5, which states, I knew... Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Before she goes into it, I meant to pause it a little earlier. What is the Bible verse that you hear pro-lifers use all the time? What is it? Chris, I bet you even know. It's in the Old Testament. I knew you in your mother's womb. I'm paraphrasing, but that's 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 the verse. Pro-lifers use that verse. It's a wonderful, wonderful verse. In fact, Preborn sent me something really cool for Christmas. Ah, I won't go into it right now. 
It's a little like kind of hologram thing with that verse on it. Oh, Chris has it. Why do you have it in your studio, Chris? That's mine. They didn't send it to you. Anyway, but that's the verse they use. Notice the voice or notice the verse the communists use. Before I formed you and I placed you in your mother's womb. Doesn't say the government's womb or. What do I tell you all the time? What do I tell you the main tactic the communist uses all the time? You know what it is. What does he do? What does he use? What does the communist use on you? To great effect, he's used it on the right. He uses your values against you. That same verse you use to fight so passionately on behalf of the unborn, the communist, because he doesn't have any values himself, he will take that same verse and spit it right back in your face and tell you, see, this is why you should just let me kill them all. What's wrong? I just want to kill them all. It's not a big deal. Evil is real. Evil is real. Well, let's be clear. Uh, their bill uh, was not to, about political violence. It was about denying medical care. And moreover, it seeks to obstruct the will of majority of Americans who have time and time and again affirmed that abortion care is health care. And that was true for ballots uh, throughout the country. Uh, and so uh, I needed to go on the record uh, to make plain uh, that they were seeking to legitimize crisis pregnancy centers, which are shams, which seek to coerce, misinform, and dissuade individuals that are seeking abortion care. Evil is real, and it's in our politics now. And if you don't acknowledge it, I'd say you're not paying attention. All right? It's a, it's a big reason why I, uh, I like people who have taken it on the chin for us, people who've waded into this fight and have taken it on the chin for us. Mike Lindell, I love that my pillow is so popular. But, man, do you understand what they've done to that man? They surrounded the man at a Hardee's and stole his cell phone. They kicked him out of Bed Bath & Beyond. They kicked him out of Walmart because he chooses to fight against this evil on behalf of what is good. He's taken serious wounds. I'm supposed to tell you right now about the lowest price ever on Giza Dream Sheets, and they are. I mean, you already know that the best sheets ever, lowest price ever. You know that, but man, maybe go get a pair. Maybe go get a set or two of Giza Dream Sheets just for to say thank you, huh? Just to put your money where your morals are. Go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code Jesse, all right? Or you can call 800-845-0544. MyPillow.com promo code Jesse. Reparations time in emails. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and who would we be? Who would we be as a show? If we didn't check in with the vice president of the United States out there dropping wisdom bombs. I think of this moment as a moment that is about great momentum. <laughs> I love that woman so much. Not as much as Willie Brown did, but I love that woman a lot. By the way, in case you're wondering, yes, we do have some updates from today's press conference in Corinne Diversity Hires. Really having a tough go of it with an all of a sudden very interested in the truth media. Attorney General, he said shortly after the documents were uh, discovered, uh, they, they that we did outreach, uh, the president's lawyers did outreach uh, to uh, to the Department of Justice and archives. questioning that. That's not what we're asking about. We're asking about... I'm telling you that there's a process. I just laid out what the process right, is. And I'm, and I'm telling you that we were trying to do this by the book, and it, it was an on ongoing process process. I'm not going to get beyond that. 
Uh, it, but that is how this works. How can you say this yeah. was transparent yeah. when you you've sat on this information for more than two months? Thank you, Green. Um, thank you. We are. <laughs> she sounded like Salazar there. Hey, thank you. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let's get to some emails. I don't know why I'm in such a good mood. Dear Bear Bean Hater Jesse. Beans suck, by the way. Even though I don't we don't agree on beans, which should be in chili. He said, which absolutely should, you blasphemer. We can definitely agree that grilled cheese is a top tier sandwich. So one question really remains. What's the best cheese for a grilled cheese? His name is Will. Well, American. That's not that's not that's not complicated here. And if you really want to upgrade Maybe you're sitting there saying to yourself, Jesse, you're so white trash. Jesse, American cheese is white trash. Why don't you go with some high-quality cheese? I'll actually have you know that every now and then we do better than American. Velveeta. You haven't lived. No, Chris, seriously. You people can eat Velveeta because it's not real cheese, right, Chris? What? I don't think it's real cheese, buddy. You can leave it in the cardboard box in your cupboard for like 10 years, and it's still good. I think you people can eat it. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, so mom, this is how mom used to make grilled cheeses. She would, uh, we were super health conscious in the Kelly family. I know you're going to find this shocking. I swear, and I was a kid, so it looked like a lot. I swear she takes half a stick of butter. She doesn't spread any on the bread. She just fry, takes out the frying pan and just drops a half a stick of butter in there until there's... The, oh, she makes it for my kids, too. The wife can't figure out why the kids love grandma's grilled cheese. She takes a stick of butter and just drops it in the frying pan until there's just a lake of glorious melty butter. And then she takes a big old slab of Velveeta in between two pieces of bread. Flip it over. By the time she pulls it out of there... It's just a big sopped up thing of butter and just Velveeta melted anywhere, anywhere and everywhere. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> dear Oracle, what a dear, or it says Jesse or Oracle, whatever. You know, that's not nice. I'm a student in, a, in college currently using the GI Bill. One of my professors asked us for our pronouns on our first day of class this week. I considered making a joke out of it and putting who, what, but I wanted to be respectful and not fail. So I just put N.A. on the paper she asked us to fill out. Fast forward a day. She sent me an email with a link called, quote, What are pronouns and why do they matter? And in her signature block, it says she's a pride club advisor. Chris, I didn't even know they had a club. That's wild. You should join. My question to you is, do I have any chance in hell at passing this class with this liberal professor I'm already on the wrong foot with? I will embrace the awkwardness, I guess. P.S. It's public speaking and our first speech is on a charity we support and why i'm using tunnel to towers was considering doing preborn, but that could end badly to say the least <laughs> love the show yeah that's probably a good idea pal look i struggle with this one whenever college students email into the show because it, it almost always generally runs along this theme jesse my college professor is a nutball communist do i give it to her both barrels or do I just sit here and shut up and take it? <clears throat> I'll tell you this. And this is hard for me. Because you know I have a rule. 
I have a hard and fast rule. It was, it's really something I really started to etch in stone during COVID. And that rule was, I don't ask things of you or demand things of you that I don't have to live with, that I don't have to live through. I can tell you with a straight face, pack up from your blue area, quit your job, and move across the country, move to a red state, and when you get there, run for office. Why? Because I've done all those things. I've done all those things. I, I know what that's like. I've done it. I put my money where my mouth is. I've done it. Here's what I can't do. I can't tell you, as I sit safely here behind a microphone, Premier lets me do what I want. They let me say what I want. I didn't have, ever have anything like a vax mandate or anything like that. I can't sit here and tell you, do something that will cost you your job or do something that will cost you your grade. Because I would love to sit here and tell you, no, stick it to that communist. Screw her. You know, I'd love to say that. But how right would that be? That's not fair. I use my position of influence as a very important person, Chris. Shut up. Anyway, whatever, whatever amount of influence I have, I use that position to push you a different way to push you into something that can get you in a bind. And what if I tell you to do that? What if I tell you get up and, and give that teacher the, the, the double bird and walk out? Okay. Well you failed and you've either got to retake the class. Maybe you lose your GI bill. What happens to me? Nothing. I come back into work tomorrow and screw off on the Jesse Kelly show and have a blast. And so you're the one that got all the consequences. I pushed you that way. I got none of the consequences. That doesn't feel right. I did it with the COVID vaccines. People would email all the time, Jesse, my job's requiring it. What do I do? What do I do? You never once heard me quit. Take a stand. Screw them. I can't take your paycheck away from you. So you pay your bills, especially when that's not being asked of me. So I have to almost chicken out on these and say, you do what you feels best. And this is the lamest, most punt guidance i'm just punting the football here but it is true punting guidance i could possibly give let me say this what are you going to wish you had done on your deathbed because you are going to die remember i live my life from my deathbed i try to you're going to die uh just lost my grandpa recently and by the grace of god you know how he died he died on a bed. He was an old man in his 90s. Great life. Died on a bed surrounded by his children. Surrounded by people who loved him. Lord willing, that's how we all get to go. I know that's not ideal, but what if that's you one day? You're on your deathbed. Maybe it's wife, husband, kids, whatever. You're going to die one day. As you lay there, what decision are you going to wish you'd made? That's all I can say. What to say? And I don't know what the answer to that is. I don't know what your plans are for your life. I don't know what you got going. What decision are you going to wish you'd made? I will say, personally, I wish, as, as aggressive as I've been and as offensive as I've been with communists, I honestly wish I'd treated them worse. It's a regret I have. I, I wish I'd treated every communist in my life with more disdain than I have. You've heard me talk about this before. I really think it's a mark of shame for the right that the communists in your life are so bold about it. They're not ashamed. Who's ashamed? You are. Well, maybe not you. Maybe not my listeners, but people on our side. Well, no, I can't. Hey, man, I don't want to speak out. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like a meanie about the border. I shouldn't bring up anything with deportation. They'll yell at me. No, you know that the dirtball communist is the one who should be quiet, right? 
He's the one who should be afraid and ashamed. You're the one who should be bold. So that's all I'll leave you with. All right. All right. Reparations time. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We don't play a lot of rap on here, but when we do, we play the greatest rap song in the history of mankind. What, Chris? You don't know music at all. In case you missed last night's show, uh, you're going to want to get the podcast of last night's show, iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Last night's show we did, we kind of screwed off a while. I know you're going to find that shocking. We did your worst travel stories. I told you some of mine and so on and so forth. There were some pants wedding funny ones last night. Let's just say at least one person ended up in the loony bin. Another guy ended up surrounded by the police. Another guy did extra tours in Vietnam because of his. It was an entertaining night, to put it mildly. Go download last night's show. This guy wrote this one in. Oh, my gosh, I'm dying. Jesse, I used to travel a lot for work and have had a guy pee the seat sitting next to me. But this one takes a cake. Our flight to Taipei turned back to the U.S., Five hours in the flight because the right side bathrooms were malfunctioning. Flight attendants rushing back with a defibrillator and a guy dying of a heart attack eight hours into a 14-hour flight. The flight returned to the U.S. Let me ask you something. And I really mean this. Before we get to the slavery reparations thing. Before we get to the slave reparations thing, I I like to stay, I'm big on manners. I know that I'm naturally a rude and offensive person. There's very little I can do about that. I get that honestly from my father. So I'm a rude and offensive person, but I'm big on manners. Please, thank you, so on and so forth. Hold doors open for women, that kind of a thing. Let's say you're on a flight. And let's say the guy beside you dies of a heart attack. Maybe you're half snoozing. You wake up and you hear or whatever whatever he's saying, and boom, he's gone. Just beep. And obviously, you're gonna you're gonna hit the little ding thing, ding. Flight attendant, uh, excuse me, stewardess. I'm pretty sure he's dead. And you're gonna get up, and they're gonna come back and they're gonna check him out. And they're gonna say, "Man, alive, he's really dead." Gosh, he must vote Democrat. Not quick, Chris. Anyway, no, he's really dead. Do you sit back down? You have to sit back down, right? You're not going to stand the whole flight. Basic safety says you sit back down. So if you sit back down, do you demand they remove him? Now, I personally would not have an issue flying next to a dead guy for any length of time. But I get the feeling a lot of people who have real human emotions would. Chris, you're the last one who should answer this. You're just like me. It wouldn't bother you either. Normal people that would bother. I'm I'm telling you. What? I know it looks like a normal person, Chris. I understand why you would do it. I understand what I, why I would do it. I mean, shoot, I would probably be offering him fries and stuff. Hey, you going to eat that? Kind of at the what, Chris? It's fine. But anyway, shouldn't you demand they remove him? And if they remove him, 
where you're going to take him. There's not exactly room for an extra carry-on as they inform you every time on the flight where you're going to put the guy who died of a heart attack. You stay down with the luggage. I don't think they can access the luggage hold from the plane. And I know because I watched that Steven Seagal movie where the terrorists took it. What, Chris? It's real. The terrorists took over the movie. And Steven had to go in there and kick some butt and take some names. Thank you, Steven, for your service. Democrats seek reparations and a national apology for slavery. We're moving closer. <laughs> All right. Obviously, reparations are ridiculous. You don't need... Nobody today, nobody deserves a, an apology for anything because none of you were slaves. And nobody alive today was a slave owner. So you know what you're entitled to? Nothing. You're entitled to put your head down and work hard, try to make your life better, the life of everybody better. You're, we really did stop the whole handout society here in this country. But the problem is... The communists, they've realized that this is one of their, it's been one of their biggest scores in a long time. The civil rights movement ended up being huge. The Soviets were the first ones to get in. Now it's the Chinese. But the Soviets were the first ones to realize, hey, wait a minute. We can take advantage of this stuff. And they did. And they've done so very well. I watched really most of the country divide itself after St. George Floyd died. I watched Republican after Republican. Uh, we, I guess we do need to abolish the police. They couldn't get Tim Scott out there fast enough. Well, federal police reform. After all, I got pulled over twice. Of course, Tim. Yes, of course. Jeez. <laughs> Oracle. I tell people your fish theory all the time. Most times achieving success in your point. Uh, let's pause here real quickly. Before I get to a couple other things, the fish theory, I just felt, I felt, I found it necessary to elaborate on something because I still see this all the time. I see people ordering fish and I see people bragging about fish. What are you having tonight? We're going to have fish. Oh, we're having fish. It's usually one of these health freaks. Oh, we're going to have fish and green beans. Oh, barf. Anyway, and they act, they act all the time like they're really looking forward to the fish. One more time here. You don't like fish. Nobody likes fish. You like how fish is prepared. The fish itself provides less than nothing for you. In fact, you despise fish. And you know how I know that? Because I hear you right now. No, you haven't had my pappy's fried chicken. No, no, I have. I have. I get that that's good. But you know what you say? What do you say when you bite into a piece of fish you don't like? What do you say? Anybody? Anyone? You say it tastes fishy. Huh. That's weird. So you don't want your fish to taste like fish? You would prefer your fish tastes like nothing? So all we can taste is the beer batter you deep fried on it? That doesn't sound like you're very into fish at all. No, but Jesse, you should have mine. We blacken it with crawfish etouffee. Okay, I'm wearing shoes right now. I'm actually wearing Hey Dudes. If you've never had these, they're very comfortable. But you could actually pull the sole of these shoes out right now. Pull the sole of my shoes out, and you could blacken it, and then pour crawfish etouffee on it, and it would be delicious. That doesn't mean the sole of my shoes is good, now does it? This has been a podcast from WOR.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.